just laugh. What, 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 <laughs> <laughs> what is happening, guys? This is here, the spear presented to you by Noel Game Day. We are here at 11:42 p.m. Saturday night after Florida State's primetime matchup with the Miami Hurricanes, number 12 in the country, and Florida State just lost 52. 210. It really wasn't a game, even heading into the second quarter. Um, and I'm here with my guys. Let me go introduce my co host with me this evening, Austin Beasy, our lead basketball writer, who is probably pretty excited for basketball <laughs> season after seeing that. And then also our man, Nate Greer, who initially at the start of the season expected Florida State to win by 70 or like 60 points. That's my man, Nate Greer. 82. 82. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it, boys. Uh, First reactions. Let's just get first reactions, raw reactions after Florida State's loss. I'm numb. Like, this, by the time the second quarter hit, I'm like, well, here we go again. Four years in a row where we just completely suck. And this is a different level of suck. I get that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, 60 days, six, 60 more days. Until what? Until well, what? Basketball season. <laughs> well, 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 I went from yelling – um, so loud that I scared my dog who went upstairs to hide <laughs> what? to complete silence. And my wife made me cupcakes or, or muffins <laughs> because she knew how pissed off I was going to be. So, that's, that's a perk of being married. Cupcake. I, 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 I just sat there in fucking silence uh, of 52 points, the most scored by any team in this rivalry, in the history of this rivalry. Yeah, that's. And, and the game wasn't that close. It never felt close. Even the, after the first drive, I mean, Miami just went down with ease on their first drive. And our, even our first drive, which was scripted, we looked all right, but they were, it was still clunky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm, am, I, am I muted or no? I'm not muted. Uh, let's, uh, <clears throat> let's just look at it straight as it is. I don't think there's much really to go in from series by series, quarter by quarter. Let's just start. The defense, man. Well, yeah, that off that um, you know the zone continued to be a trend. I mean, it didn't work against Georgia Tech, and you see it again against uh, Miami, which we mm-hmm. talked about on this on the instant reaction two weeks ago, gentlemen. I mean, mm-hmm. Austin and Nate, we talked about this, and they said it's probably not going to work against Miami, and here we are. Um, but from the start of it, I mean, actually, after Florida State's first drive, which I think every game in Florida State history the last two years, Florida State looks pretty solid on the first drive. And then, mm-hmm. you know, once there's not scripted plays being there, it's a complete cluster F. And Florida State's offense couldn't find anything. And, you know, it, it, this just wasn't a competitive game. Let's just put it how it is. This wasn't a competitive from after the first quarter, one bit after Florida State's first drive. Um, Miami was able to take care of Florida State's defense. There was no defensive line, which we were hoping. I think a lot of Florida State fans were. We talked about it. You know, where was Marvin Wilson against Georgia Tech? Where was Corey Durden? Where was Robert Cooper? Nothing. Nothing whatsoever. So, so Corey Durden is the epitome uh, of what Florida State football is right now. So he makes a play, um, talk shit, and then gets blown off the ball on fourth down. Um, just completely washed out. They run right at him. He gets washed out. Doesn't make a play. Um, why, why are you talking shit when you're down six touchdowns is beyond me. Um, that just shows that, that what this team is all about. Um, 
you know, defensively, I don't want to see, um, you know, 21 can opt out. He hasn't done shit. Um, Durden can go ahead and opt out. Um, they need to go full on um, youth movement. Uh, even though the game was not close, the, the youth fought their asses off. Um, they, they really did. Even yeah. like even in the first half, I thought yes. Stephen Dix Jr. When he was missing plays, like he was still there. The instincts were really good. He just yeah. got to finish off those plays, and he was fighting. Yeah, uh, Travis J. I thought played a really good game. Um, it, you know, him going off on crutches could be a, a huge loss. Yeah, no, that, that's that's a that's huge. He puts himself in the position, man. He had one bad miss uh, tackle, but at least he's mm-hmm. there making the right reads. But the the really bad part about it is you lose a practically really a, a, a true freshman. He didn't get to see any playing time last year, but he's on mm-hmm. crutches that you see in the fourth quarter, and that's not a that's not great whatsoever. Looking forward, no, I, I liked what I saw from Gant. I thought Gant played really yep. hard towards the end of the game. That again? I said Gant was really good at the end yeah. of the game. Uh, Dix, uh, I thought he played well throughout the game. Um, I, I'm even like what I'm seeing from, you know, from, from, from Ray. I like what I saw from him, and, and, and I'm liking Griffiths. You know, he's not necessarily, you know, Josh Kendall on the hoof, but at least he 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 plays better. You know, he he gives effort. Um, you know, I. I, I know they went youth movement because the game was over, but I think they need to go youth movement moving forward and take your lumps. The season's over. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Season's over. Two games in. Negro. Yes. The, the season's over, dude. A, 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 anyone who can look at that game and look how uncompetitive this team is and think that Florida State's going to win more than three games it, it, it is out of their fucking mind. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and, and that's me. And I, and I'll ask me too. And it's after Jacksonville State next weekend. It's brutal. I mean, yes. at Notre Dame, North Carolina, at Louisville, Pitt. I and mean, they, there's no they, realistic wins there. There's not. No, no. Uh, uh, you know, maybe Louisville isn't, you know, worth a shit. But you know, Florida State's defense. We'll see how it looks in four to five weeks. But who are they going to stop? You know. You know. When's the last time every quarterback that played through an interception in a game? Uh, Jameis, DeAndre, maybe. No, all three. Yeah, yeah I've oh. never seen. I've never seen three quarterbacks on the same team. Oh, oh. that's okay. on. That's borderline. Yeah. All three. You all have. Three through, you know, yes. and, and, and Travis was, was just. What What are you doing, dude? Just take the sack. Who sack. is it? Who black? Blackman? No, no Travis's. Jordan Travis's. I mean, the play, uh, the play uh, itself was ridiculous. Yeah, uh, like an end around to your second string quarterback who can't throw a ball, and now he's twenty yards in the backfield. Like, mm-hmm. what is that? Yeah, it was a. Um, you kind of get to the feeling now, and I'm just kind of just kind of talking for Florida State fans now. Um, you kind of feel like every play is probably going to be a cluster F for Florida State. And do you guys get that feeling too? Like you feel like the next play defensively for Florida State is going to come – and offensively. I, <laughs> I guess I should – I mean, offensively, defensively, the next play is about 80% chance of being a complete cluster F. It like it's not going to be successful. The first drive in the second half, that even though we were moving the ball, every single play looked like it was going to be a six-yard loss. And then someone would bust out a six-yard run just out of nowhere. 
Like it, it felt like that that entire drive and even the second drive when we were moving the ball before throwing the pick. It just it seemed like mistakes waiting to happen over and over and over. Mm-hmm. James Blackman, to, uh, Tate Roadmaker, and Jordan Travis get burned at quarterback. It seems like um, uh, Chubba Purdy's still not fully 100%. It seems like he's getting there. Most certainly he had warm-ups before the game. Um, but you're not going to be su- – nobody's going to be surprised whatsoever if he's going to get burned during the Jacksonville State game. Uh, Lawrence mm-hmm. to Philly seems like to be the f- the future at quarterback. Yeah, he looked really good. Yeah. Um, it, 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 I, I want to say this real quick. So the last seven games of national TV for Florida State, 2018, Miami lost 28-27. They were up 27-7. 2018, Clemson, 59-10. 2018, Florida, 41-14. 2019, Clemson, 45-14. Last year, 2019, Miami, 27-10. 2019, Florida, 40-17. This year, 35-3 to half, losing to Miami, lose 52 to fucking 10. It, it, it all goes, starts with those Jimbo recruits. You know, they're at the tail end of, the, of their time at Florida State. You got three years of talking about four or five-star players emerging, um, you know, taking that next step, and they haven't done anything. You know, this is the it's the worst damn game I've seen. As I'm 42 years old, this is the worst damn game I've ever seen. This yeah. is worse than Oregon. This is worse than 30 nothing Wake. This is this is horrible. Mm-hmm. I I completely respect your. Uh thoughts on that because you're obviously older than us. i mean yeah. you know you're a young man you still look like a young man you're yeah, still a yeah, young yeah, man. man yeah but you know, I, I'm, I'm so fruitful still. <laughs> we're the but, two youngins on here but tell us tell us how it is you know more than it, us it, it, and then you got tomorrow on terry calling ron dugan's a fuck boy after he gets a, a personal foul he can go ahead and he can opt out too you know i'm glad they benched his ass after that that's just unacceptable yeah, I did see that altercation. Um, that was after he was um, talking trash with uh, Miami DB. They had the offsetting personal fouls with DJ Ivy. Yep, and um, he was talking. It, and he was talking trash with uh, on the sideline actually with yep. uh, Ron Dugan's Florida State's wide receiver coach. Called him a fuck boy. Is that what it looked like through the uh, screen? Yeah. Yeah. You think he was yeah. saying that the Miami guy was a? I, 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 I'm trying to stay optimistic in most parts. I'm trying. I try to be optimistic. Hopefully he is, but there's a reason why they sat his ass. Well, let's look at it. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, Tamara Terry is not is not in your top nine of receiving that game. Yep. I mean, I mean what 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 else do what else do we need to say about that? I mean. From from that game, Marvin Wilson's got another year. He will be here in 2021, and Tamara Terry will be unless unless for some reason their agent gives them a beautiful pitch that they're going to be going into the league. Mm-hmm. Tamara Terry will be another year, and Marvin Wilson will be another year. Um, yeah, they've those two their, are solidified. Yeah, yeah, they've played their way into another year of college. Yeah, two they got another in. year. Yeah, they've got. And, and, and then you had the walking wet dream killer uh, of Bavion Johnson every. every <laughs> Every, oh every, every time you have a significant play coming up where you're, you're in, <laughs> inside the 10, false start. Um, false after, start. The, after the second one, he's tapping his helmet like, yeah, I need to think more. Yeah, you, like, no shit. You're, you're a fifth-year senior. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing, man? Like, 
to to me on offense, there's only like three worth like three players even worth mentioning. That was Toe Philly, who we've already talked about. I thought mm-hmm. Cam McDonald had a pretty solid game. Yes. He looked really good. And then even though Tate Rodemaker had that one interception, that second or I guess the third drive technically. The third drive, he had a couple of nice throws. The back shoulder mm-hmm. to uh Poitier. Yep. And, um he had another good one. I will say that, that Yeah. I will say the the players that did anything were the were the ones that were trying. I mean, I mean I mean, Cam McDonald, I mean, the second half, I mean, by that time, Miami's putting in second, third stringers. I mean, I, I just I just got to straight say it how it is. I mean, they're facing second string cats. I mean, they're the ones that are trying to, like, put points on the board. But still, I mean, obviously, Cam McDonald, six reception, 58 yards. But that, that's yeah, but, crazy. That's your leading receiver at 58 I mean, yards. Going into the fourth quarter, only two wide receivers had receptions. Yes. And it was um, – it was Keyshawn Helton, one reception for two yards, and it was, I think, Pookie <laughs> Wilson with two receptions for like eight yeah. yards. Yeah, so, someone, can we, someone listen to what just Austin just said? Yeah. <laughs> can you repeat that back for us, run it back one time? How many yards, please, heading into the second half? One reception for two yards for Keyshawn Helton, and I think it was two receptions for eight or nine yards for Ontario Wilson. I think that was it for receivers going into can, the fourth. Can we, can we have like a stale, like five-second just – this sit back kind of situation just listen to that i mean that that is mm-hmm. that right there is a i don't know i don't know i don't need i really don't you know you've been around the program you've covered it longer than us uh doubled our time I, 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 I mean. i've never seen anything as inefficient you you want to know what's more impressive jordan travis have more receptions than yep. tamori Terry. Yes. One reception for five yards. Jordan, Jordan Travis had one one catch for five yards. And I, I, I did like how they used him. I know it was scripted. Um, and, and I think him going out, uh, looked like he hurt his ankle, didn't really come back. Uh, you know, again, that that's another playmaker that that is out. But, you know, it, it, if you're really looking at moving forward with this team, um, this team – it's a bunch of mental midgets. They're soft. They don't know how to win. I, I know a bunch of people are, are, are talking about the coaching. And, you know, you can talk about the, the three down uh, linemen to start the game in the zone. You know, a lot of those things are, are, are valid questions. You have to I, – I, I find it very hard to believe that um, Florida State caught the same play on, on that um, jet sweep to Tamari and Terry – after they showed what they're going to do and they have a false start, they go back to the same play. I really hope that they're, they're not that stupid. <laughs> no, that, no Nate, I hope. Nate, I, I have to tell you, that's what happened. And um, obviously Mike Norvell is not there. Mm-hmm. Obviously that's got to be like a, a tiny point into this kind of yep. maybe Florida State's loss, but still that, that shouldn't oh. be – the key factor on why Florida State got no. absolutely blown out, not only blown out in the fourth, third, or quarter, uh, heading into the half, Florida State was blown out. They gave up 24 points in the second quarter. That, that's when the game is over. Um, you know, you, you can talk about coach. My whole point is that I was going to circle on. You can question some of the coaching decisions and some of the play calls. And, you know, um, you know Fuller has not lived up to um, an emerging star that he was built to be as a defensive coordinator. Uh, you really have to question what the defense is doing. But it doesn't matter. Any fucking coach is going to come in 
and do anything with this team because the players don't have any want to. You have all these four and five stars across the defense um, who who have all this hype and read all their clippings. Um, they're better at Twitter than they are at football, and that's a problem. Mm-hmm. I, I, I will agree and, with you. And, and, and for a guy like Marvin Wilson, who – and I want, to call, I want to call him Marvin Austin. I don't even want to call him by his name, okay? I want to call him by the wrong name. But for <laughs> – he does not – I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even start him right now. Like that's how bad he's playing. Marvin doesn't deserve to be able to call out the coaches at this point. Like he did no. in the summer. We were always like, "Oh wow, look at this leader." He doesn't des- deserve that chance anymore. No, he he. They should all just shut up. You know, I looked at that whenever obviously Marvin Wilson got ejected from the game for targeting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't understand. I I don't know. I'm not a coach on the field whatsoever, but. You know, Marvin Wilson walked by Odell Higgins in the huddle there once he was announced that he was ejected, and he walked through assistance there and just kind of went back to the sideline. Um, no no talking to. Nothing – no kind of like, hey, um, that was probably a really bad idea and we're, we would really like to have you for the rest of the game, but um, you're going to have to do some up-downs, blah, blah, blah. But it, it, mm. it doesn't seem like Odell Hagan is really there yet. And that, this is probably his um, last year or two. Maybe maybe yeah. last year. I, I don't think Odell Hagan's is uh, – I think this is about it for him. Mm-hmm. So I mean, There's no defense. There, there was absolutely nothing. We talked to Everett Dawkins on our preview for this game. And, mm. I mean, the, the key for this game was Florida State's defense, defensive line showing up. And once again – Corey Durden, I mean, I, I don't, I, I can't go name by name by name because we could do that for two hours. We can do that all day. We can do that for two hours. But <clears throat> defensive line, once again, not showing up. And Miami's offensive line is not spectacular. I mean, they're not great. They're not phenomenal. Look at them last year. They're not bringing back first, second, third round talent going to the NFL. Florida State's defensive line has been hyped up since heading into the next season from last year and they have not performed um, and nothing has been developed and there was no pressure on uh, King uh, barely any can contain. And I don't know. No, no uh, defensive line play. Yes. Uh, uh, FSU lost every facet of the game. Okay. So give up 517 yards. They 6.1 yards per play. 31 first downs, 11 for 17 on third down three for four on fourth down. Um, the 85 plays that Miami had, they had um, four, they gave up three turnovers. And then as fast as Miami played, they still had more time in possession. They, they lose in every facet in, in, in this game. And, and it's, it's really hard, it's hard to watch. Yeah, going back to the defensive line real quick, they, f- they finally uploaded all the defensive stats. Mm-hmm. Only one player on the defensive line finished with a tackle for loss, and it was Josh Griffiths it, with, mm-hmm. like, four minutes left in the fourth quarter. The other four came from Raymond Woody, Stephen Dix, Brendan Gant, and Amari Gaynor. <sighs> they, they had zero push again. Zero. Zero. And it's like. unbelievable. I mean, Marvin Cooper and Durden, those are some big guys, like, well, they're both and, strong guys, and there's just no push at all. It drove me nuts. Yeah, no, not only are they big boys, they ran the same uh, amount of boys last year. I mean, they were the, in quote, mob from last year. 
Mm-hmm. These are re- returning not only stars, but starting line on the defensive side. I know Kando's not there, not wasn't expected to start or play this game, but you're still returning Corey Durden, Robert Cooper, Marvin Wilson, Janarius Robinson. Those guys have been there at Florida State. They have the experience, and there was nothing at all. And that not only for the Miami game, not even the Georgia Tech game, and nothing whatsoever. And that's something we talked about for the preview. If Florida State has any chance with – competing against Miami's offense, that that has to be there because Florida State's linebacker play has been poor. When Adam Fuller is running zone, then Miami is going to get a first down because, you know, that's just the regular third and Fuller, third um, and Kelly, third and Barnett. That, that's just the usual way. So you got to rely on your Florida State defensive line that has had experience. You got Marvin Wilson, Corey Durden. I mean <clears> – <throat> I don't know. I already said it earlier, but I mean, Marvin's got another year in Tallahassee. I, mean, I hope unless, he, I hope he doesn't some, come back. Well, unless some agents, I mean, I, I don't want to say anything, but um, I, I really think this team needs a purge. And anyone who is from the Fisher Taggart uh, era needs to needs to move on because I mean, that, that whole loser mentality. We've been beating around that bush since Taggart's first year. You got to get all the Fisher guys out. Yeah, now it just has to happen at this point. You got to get these guys out of there. That just, that, like Nate said, they got this mental midget mentality. You got to get them out of here. It, it pisses everyone off. Why are they still in the game? These young guys are proven they want to fight. They have that mm-hmm. want to at least put up some kind of effort. And then you got these guys out here that think they're the hottest thing since sliced bread and don't do anything except talk trash yeah no the uh the celebrating i don't know who it was i don't i don't know anymore but in the fourth uh, uh, quarter uh, uh, after having a pbu um yes who was that I, was it green was it Ronaldo? no jerry and jones okay um, and then he got hurt after celebrating mm-hmm Okay, if that doesn't encapsulate, <laughs> that doesn't encapsulate Florida State. Like, come on. That, that I mean, that's the thing that I was. That's why I tweeted. I said, "This is where you're about to find out." There's been any discipline. Obviously, Norvell's there. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But you got to see who has the discipline and everything heading into the game or heading into the second half, third quarter. Obviously, Florida State's not likely to win the game. But who is there going to be discipline that you're going to see? Because we saw during the Willie Taggart. I mean. Um, you look at number five last year, Dontavious Jackson, man. I mean, they'd be down by two or three touchdowns by a team that they should be beating by three touchdowns on Florida State side and, you know, be celebrating mm-hmm. a big hit on a third and 13 that the other team executes and mm-hmm. they get a first down. And that, that's something that you saw during the Willie Taggart era. And, you know, you start to you start to see that during the second half for Florida State. And it's not an encouraging thing heading forward. So we talked about leading up to the game that Florida State had to make King a passer. And, and and he picked FSU apart, dude, because they had no pass rush. Yeah, that, that's that's part of it. But um, I think some of it, too, is it, it, a scheme that was ran. Um, the, the, you, you can sit here and, and just pick apart everything about Florida State right now, but they're just they're, – they're, they're hurting. And I think if they want to move forward – um, I'm someone that has a lot of faith in Norvell um, and, and his coaching staff. He, he's, whether Florida State fans want to admit it or, or not, um, 
you know, you, you have this two sides of the fence. You have the, the still willy guys, and you have the guys who hate Norvell, and you have the guys that know that Norvell needs time, and, and they trust what he's going to do. I, I, I'm on that side. He's proven anywhere and everywhere he's been from an assistant all the way through his time at Memphis that uh, he can make things happen, you know, whether it's coaching hires, whether it's um, offense, whether wh- whatever it is, scheme, adjusting his scheme to uh, a rushing attack or passing attack. I'm not worried about that. But my biggest worry right now is the defense. There's too many damn good players on that side of the ball for them to be that, and it, that, that horrible. And it's gotten worse every year since 2014. Mm-hmm. They, haven't, they haven't had a, a drop off in recruiting. DBU, all that stuff. The only thing that's lacked is, is the pass rush. And, 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 and that's a major issue with this defense. But one more thing I got to get off my chest is Warren Thompson should never play fo- football at Florida State again. Um, him and his um, running his mouth, alligator arms. He got he got, he got hit on that uh, on, on that helmet to helmet. But the the one opportunity he has, he drops would have been a first down. He needs to go, Blackman. Uh, hopefully, you know we can celebrate in, in two weeks the end of the the Blackman era. I don't care if it's Purdy. I don't care if it's Ryder Maker. I don't care who it is. He should never be under center for anything meaningful for the city again. So you think the Blackman time is done? Does everybody agree on this podcast right now? Instant reaction is the Blackman thing. Is that over? Is that it? It fucking better be. I definitely think it's, it's definitely we're, we're reaching the end. After last week, I was like, eh, I get it. We've only had like, we had a very limited summer, very limited fall. I get, he's trying to learn new systems, but, I get Rodemaker didn't look great, but he looked more confident and more poised than Blackman did. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have that and take the lumps with it. It's even the body language. Yeah. You know? it I mean, I feel like Florida State and the staff there told Blackman. I mean, that's the thing. I Did you guys see it too where obviously he uh, Blackman goes back into that hump where he's having to get out of the pocket and he doesn't feel comfortable. He has happy feet and he rolls off to the right as usual. That's the usual thing. That's what he did against mm-hmm. Georgia Tech. And then he did it. He did it again against Miami. And then heading into the fourth quarter or the third quarter, um, they actually he actually was actually targeting people and trying to throw. And it looked like he was playing like actually like a you know a, a, a going after his targets, like actually making attempts to reach his guys. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I on I honestly understand. Of course, Blackman Blackman. It's not he is not up to the average par of what Florida state needs at quarterback whatsoever. Um, and Roadmaker is, is a true freshman head to a rivalry. And, you know, he's going against second string Miami players and he looked, you know, not too, not too shabby, made a bad throw, mm-hmm. made an interception, blah, blah, blah. But that interception I'm, I'm was just by, like, by their starting safety. So, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I don't know. And there's arguably defensive pass interference. And I like that he actually took the chance. I don't think Blackman passed the ball over 10 yards. No, barely. I mean, if it was, it was an incompletion. And and on those first few drives, he had guys open uh, down the field. And and like Austin said, just scramble out of the pocket. It's always going right. Always going right. You know what's 
even all the receivers on the left side, he's rolling right for no reason. I mm. get that's his strong side, but I mean, come on, go where your receivers are. It makes it easier on both you and the receivers. Yes. We got to see a lot of young players during this game. We'll go for about another five minutes or so. But, um, mm. you know, we got to see a lot of young players. And there, obviously, we talked about Griffiths. He was a regular player throughout that whole game. But um, on an offensive side, um, first of all, hold up. Let me go there real quick. We'll, we'll go to that then. You know, you got to see a scripted series by Blackman and Jordan Travis. And I actually thought that was pretty smooth. We saw some success mm-hmm. uh, watching the Ole Miss game. Uh, with Plumley playing and, and their other quarterback, and that looked looked to be that looked like an actual success on on the offensive side for Lane Kiffin today. But you know that looked the same way for Florida State with James Blackman and Jordan Travis, and it was mm-hmm. a nice drive. It should have turned into six points. Blah blah blah. But that completely disappeared. I mean, that literally we didn't see any of that heading into the rest of the game. You didn't see any of that, and I don't know. I mean, obviously that was a scripted series for Norvell and Dillingham but what happened to that I mean that was successful it was working um Florida State you know during that series really wasn't even using any kind of running back play whatsoever but it was working yeah well it's because you you practice that half the week you, you're practicing your first series but I, I I don't know if they just need to go with you know the same six plays and line up in different formations I don't know like but it, it starts up front. Uh, the offensive line was horrible tonight. Uh, Blackman was horrible tonight. Um, you know, that, that, that whole side of the ball was horrible when you look at the, the offensive line and the quarterback play. But, um, you know, the freshmen kind of segue into what you're going to say. I, I, I like seeing um, you know, the receivers. I thought Portier made plays. Uh, Williamson out there coming off the ACL as a senior, you know, I think he's a, he's a guy who can do really well in this this offense. Um, you know, Douglas made a couple of good plays. Um, you know, again, effort plays, going down, getting the ball, running hard. You know, I, I like seeing him. I'd like to see some Corey Wren on, on some jet sweeps. You have a guy who's legit track speed, but he hasn't played yet. Come on, you know what, what's going on? No, 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 um, no, I'm right there with you, Nate. Uh, I mean, at this point, I don't know. Run the guy that has had state speed. Let him, I mean, utilize his speed on offense. I mean, most certainly Mm -hmm. special teams. I mean, this year is a complete wash with how you get another year eligibility, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. I mean, when it comes to track, too, I don't know if he's running track at FSU. Is he running track at FSU this year, Corey Wren? Do you know, Nate? I know you interviewed him. Uh, No, no, uh, no, he's running. He plans on running. Being, being the track athlete. Okay. Um, he just came off of a hot season during his high school year. Use him while he's hot with speed. I mean, he's gained weight, obviously, being in through the uh, strength and condition, uh, conditioning program. Um, take advantage of his speed, man, while, it's, while he's got it. And mm-hmm. I, I don't understand that. I mean, even at least special teams, but definitely, I mean, you could use him in the offensive scheme. I mean, I, I don't know. He's in fucking tomorrow and Terry on a jet sweep. And from what we were told on ESPN, guys, I, I didn't get to hear it, but the people I was watching the game with said that he was limited during this game. Yeah, or... apparently he got injured versus Georgia Tech, which – Yeah, he hurt his no ankle. No one else heard about that. No one heard about that during the whole two weeks. Mm-mm. 
No, he, no one. He hurt, he hurt his vagina. <laughs> I, 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 I've lost respect for him, man. Well, uh, I know it's frustrating being your, your, your quarterback situation. I get it, but you're supposed, you're, you're supposed to be the leader of this team. And, 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 you know, there's no leadership on this team. And, yeah. and you can blame the coaches, but these players have to lead themselves. And, mm. you know, Everett talked a little bit about that. You know, who, who's going to step up? No, no one has. Yeah, let's jump in. We got about five more minutes. So let's jump in real quick. I mean, I, you're bringing up a good point here. And I, I tweeted this before the game, I think last night or early this morning. Um, I tweeted about, you know, Florida State doesn't have alpha straight up dogs like they used to. And I named one on my tweet, which was Timmy Jernigan. And he most certainly was a dog. Um, and he made plays and. Um, he shouldn't be put in a tier anywhere close. And I don't know why people are tweeting me this, but he shouldn't be put anywhere close uh, with Timmy Jernigan and Marvin Wilson. That, that, that Those kind of tiers don't fit together whatsoever. I, I, I don't I, want I, anybody ever to tweet me at that again or yeah. talk to me on Instagram about it. I, don't ever contact me again with this dude. I, 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 I think there's one dog for sure, and that's Travis J. I think it's a mix of Travis J and, and Gaynor. I do think mm-hmm. that, and I, I'm I'm proud of Gainer. I think he steps up, and he's been mm-hmm. a he's been a dog. Um, but Florida he's State needs a, a, a straight up. I mean, it go. I mean, if you're going to be a dog at Florida State, you got to make you got to be able to trash talk, but also back it up. I mean, that's something Derwin James, Jalen Ramsey, Lamarcus Joyner, Telvin Smith, Timmy Jernigan. You know, on the defensive side of the ball, that uh, those are guys that for sure let them talk mm-hmm. trash. You know, let them talk trash if they get a penalty on them screw it. You know, they're going to back it up and make plays and make up for it. Um, but right now there's not really anybody that does that. No big hitters, nobody that set the tone and, and create momentum for that defensive side of the ball. And um, right now, like you said, Travis J is your most, ta- most talented guy. I think that's on, de- on defense. Um, mm-hmm. And and that's crazy. And that, you know what that is? That is a practically a, a true freshman. He didn't see the ball one time last season. Um, but that is a guy that's most talented and he makes his reads right. And he makes still makes, uh, the right reads to fill his, uh, fill his, uh, you know, his assignments. Mm-hmm. And, but th- that's also recruit, you know, that, that comes as part of the recruiting package with him, you know, uh, I, as much as I disagree with Kirk Herbstreet, I do agree with the one thing he said that, you know, Florida state needs to find those kids in state that, you know, love the game itself you know they're not they're not excited about putting on a florida state uniform yeah but they're not they're not all, all about just the, the glitz and glamour they're, they're out there they're wanting to play football and want to help turn it around and I, I i think there's players in the 19 and 20 class and i i think you saw some of that tonight with the younger guys who played that you know are, that want to compete and and, and want to be successful what do you think, Austin? There's there's a lot to think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's like at this point we're repeating so much. Yeah. Like it's it's a whole bunch of soft guys that want to talk more on Twitter instead of backing it up on the field, and it sucks. It sucks to watch. It sucks to see. At this point, just I like Nate said, get the young guys out there that want to fight. And that's all I want to see the rest of the season. I don't want to see some of these I don't want to see Durden touch the field again. 
Mm. I don't know about y'all. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take three and five with the young guys playing and, and getting reps because that's progress for, for next year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know? I think, uh, I think uh, I'll say it right now. I think uh, Marvin Wilson and Corey Durden and Tamar and Terry made a mistake on coming back this season. Uh, I fully agree. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because Marvin had first-round grades, and now he's – Corey Eden even uh, had a chance in some ways. He most certainly would have made a practice uh, squad. And yeah, he would have been a fifth or sixth-round pick. But yeah, Marvin, he would have got drafted in fifth or sixth round. Yeah. Marv was a first-round pick, surefire, and now he's maybe a third-rounder, fourth-rounder. After just two games, he made a mistake. Terry was probably going to be, what, maybe late Again. third, early fourth, yeah. just because he didn't have a lot of tape. <clears throat> Plus, it was a it's a deep, it was a deep draft. Yeah, it was a very deep wide yeah. draft. And now he's looking undrafted. I mean, through two games, he's got what two receptions, three receptions mm-hmm. for nothing, fifteen yards. Are you, y'all have the stat sheet uh, thrown up on y'all screen? Did he have a reception during this game? No, no, he had five against Georgia Tech, like five <laughs> okay. for fifty-six yards. And then again, he had one rush tonight for negative four yards, which was that stupid jet sweep, which we were already. Mm-hmm. brushed over it's a um it's a uh it's a wake-up situation i mean i don't know if we can really call it a wake-up situation anymore yeah, I, I don't think it's that much of a what do you think it what do you guys say it is what do you, what do you right now this program it's not much of a wake-up it's more of a humbling people kept giving this program high expectations and even we were guilty of it we Kept hearing, oh, this is how we're looking good in camp. We're going to be seven and four, hey. eight and three. <laughs> hey, gentlemen. I mean, at least me and Hell Nate. I mean, no. I mean, Austin's still going to get heat now after that game. But me and Nate predicted eight and three, and then Austin had seven and four. But I mean, all of us on this instant reaction are going to be uh, completely embarrassed, obviously, and I think a lot of other people. But that, that's <clears throat> that's. Uh, I I don't give a shit about preseason. You know, a lot of that is just talk. <laughs> but you know we have to that that's a part of our game yes. we have to journalize it we yes. have to give that's it's, our job we have to give our predictions whatever but for it, it, this is a hard dose of reality that right right now Florida State is in that same time frame of 2005 2006 when um the end of an era was completely done and right now we're as sm- even though the error was small for FSU, you know, 2012, 13, 14, 15, 16, you know, let's give it the, you know, that short amount of time. That's over. And FSU is in complete rebuild. And, and as much as it pains me to say that, um, FSU is in complete rebuild like they were in 2006, 7, 8, 9. It's going to take that long to get back. It may, t- it may take even longer, honestly, because not uh-huh. you got to get like like we've said a couple times. You got to get all these guys out of the program, and these well, young guys. You got to you got to build a winning mindset. It doesn't mm-hmm. just come in. You have to build it up. It may well, take longer than it, the good thing is that they're all upperclassmen. Yeah, and, and their time is is almost over. Um, but you know, this is going to have to recruit. Uh, and I, I'm not of the mindset that this recruiting class is awful. Um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of factors going on with COVID. You know, this class is going to be as a whole, not just Florida State. Any any program across the country is going to be under evaluated. So we'll see what happens. But 
Now, Florida State is in complete rebuild, and if tonight doesn't show you that, then um, I don't know what to tell you. We should have been thinking that for the last two years, but we kept thinking, oh, we're Florida State. We could turn this around like that. Oh, it's just coaching. It's just coaching. Yeah, it's oh, it's going to take so much, it's going to take a while. We, yes. people need to actually start believing that instead of thinking it's a quick rebuild. Yeah, no, it is, and that, that's that's the situation. And whenever we have, we'll probably have Nate on, and obviously Austin, and our lead writer and editor Dustin Lewis. He actually just uh, he just reminded me that Florida State didn't have a single sack. Um, obviously. Throughout the whole offseason, it was hyped up about defense, Florida State's defensive line heading into the season, and Florida State didn't record one single sack against Miami um, this evening. Um, but like I, like I was saying, I mean, we, we're, we're going to jump into this. I mean, this is probably going to be the next episode. We're gonna probably going to jump in. For, it might be an hour, two, two hours long, where we kind of just sit back just discuss. I mean, there might not even be bullet points, but we kind of just discuss the situation at Florida State. Um, at this point, we all we can do is give an instant reaction to what just happened on Saturday night on prime time national television. Of course, ESPN picks this game to go nationally, and uh, <clears throat> this is what happens. Um, any last uh, remarks, guys, before we get this out to everyone? Because I have initial last remarks if anyone wants to give their last. I mean, uh, Austin, how many more days until basketball season? Well, I guess it's <laughs> technically Sunday, so 59. <laughs> He's got it down. He's got it down. I will say, I will say we do have I, – I have already kind of figured that out heading into the third quarter. We are going to set up – if it's not this podcast, we're going to set up a fire – Florida State basketball podcast <laughs> and you know you know what I, uh, I I know a lot of people are listening to this and they're Florida State football guys and fans and listeners but man Florida State basketball is you gotta start giving respect to it and right now for the next couple of years you know you're gonna have to turn into being a full force basketball fan because it's gonna take like we were just talking about a few couple of years before Florida State football gets it back together and um I I am <laughs> I'm trying to look I always look at the pod look at me I'm always trying to be optimistic about things try try to find now, some optimistic here, here's thing but what I'll say when you get that booster's email Monday morning asking for another $70 make sure it goes to basketball not football <laughs> <laughs> That but might be he, the case but here we go let's he, he, here's my one thought Yeah give your uh, last remarks guys Okay there's not a defensive end on the roster who can play football I I I, I a consistent basis there's no pass rush you have linebackers who don't play well in space. Uh, Miami exported the hell out of that tonight. Um, this is a fix of, uh, of players. This is a fix of uh, the mental part of the game. Um, this is going to take a long time. And if Florida State rolls out James Blackman ever again, um, all they're going to do is cuss for eight straight hours on Twitter about how – that that will that will get me on the off the Norvell bus, is if James Blackman starts another game at Florida State. But my last thought is it's going to take three to four years for this to be fixed. My my only uh, final reaction is uh, to hell with Miami forever and always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it, it, it's always. You know, fuck Miami. Yeah, and their stupid chain and three finger ring and their all of it.
and yeah. all, all, all the white cracker fan bases with their fake slinged out 305 Florida necklaces in the stands. I hope they all get. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold I'm, hold so, on. Glad. Hold I'm on. so glad we all saw that one Miami game. Giant fake 305 chain. That was so incredible. Oh, man. we This is, I mean, nobody can get mad. Everybody, this is explicit, full PG 13 plus plus. This might be rated R podcast, but hey, you know what? This is how it is right now. Let's don't get all crazy and then the comments, but this is how yeah. Florida, this is, the, this is the state right now. My last remarks are before we end this podcast and get it out to you guys is um, I predicted this game 34 to 21. Um, I'm an idiot. I said 27, 23. <laughs> what did you prick? Wait, wait, Nate was, Nate was wait, 28, what did you predict? I, I predicted 28, 23. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, I apologize for that. We really all thought, oh, it's a rivalry game. It'll be <laughs> if only we scored 23 points. I would be a little bit happier right now. Um, Instead of watching I'm not, all Thornton highlights tonight. <laughs> watching basketball highlights. I mean, I don't blame you. I'm kind of down for that too. Um, but my last remarks, I kind of predicted not only the score, but – this this team mentality wise wasn't ready for a rivalry like this. A hot team like Miami being cocky and and full force like they were coming off of a win on primetime TV against Louisville. It just wasn't going to be in the favor for Florida State. Definitely with not having Mike Norvell, um, and everything else. I mean, a quarterback that's just you know they, Florida State doesn't have a starting quarterback right now. Mm-mm. Florida State does not have a starting quarterback in Tallahassee. Um. And thanks, Jim Bone Willie. Appreciate you. Yeah. It. I don't. I don't really know where to put this program right now. I really don't know because Miami isn't fully functional. I mean, Miami kind of looked like Florida State last year, and the way they're making mistakes, and obviously they scored a good amount of points this year. But that wasn't hard for them. I mean, they were just kind of dicing, dicing from what Florida state was giving them. And it was easy. I, I just don't understand where this mentality is at a program. And I, I talked about that in our instant reaction against Georgia tech, but it, I got to keep harping on it. I don't know when alpha dogs are going to start showing up, you know, on Florida state's defense. I, that's what you expect in Tallahassee. Someone to step up, be a dog, make a play, Make even a big hit, man. That 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 gets Florida State sideline a whole different attitude, and that's something Florida State has lacked for two to almost three years now, and it's becoming a huge problem. And this whole team is just out of sorts, out of complete sorts. And we we kind of we got to stop comparing these teams to Florida State's 2013, 2012, 2010. I mean, 11, blah blah blah. This is going to take a while, like Nate said. And, um, you know, if it's got to be young youth movement, if it's got to be cats that haven't seen a lot of playing time, get in there. Let it do it. You got Jacksonville State coming up. You'll most likely see Chubba Purdy in there because he was warming up during the game against Miami, and he seems to be close to a time where he can uh, get in there and get some playing time. But I, I, I just don't know where this team is mentality wise. And I've got to think about Mike Norvell 
and what he's thinking about right now. Obviously, he didn't get to coach the game, but I, I just don't know the program where it's at. Um, Marvin Wilson, Tamara and Terry will most likely see you in 2021. I was going on a nice spiel there, Austin. Yeah, I'm sorry. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm not, but I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah let, let's wrap this up, Logan. <laughs> yeah, enough with the positivity. No, <laughs> there I'm, was I'm, not. There was. I. I no, 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 no. You, you were trying to be positive. It's called call spade a spade. This team fucking sucks. This yeah. program sucks. They're bottom tier ACC right now, which is almost unfathomable to think. But this program is broken, and, and it's a complete rebuild. And we have to cheer every small win as as they rebuild that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, before we end it off, Austin, how many days until basketball season? You said 59, 59, 59. Um, but yeah, we will probably spend, thank you guys. If you're listening still, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll most likely have everybody back on definitely for our instant reaction, Nate and Austin, obviously our lead writer and editor, Dustin Lewis on who knows who else, but we're probably going to spend a good amount kind of conversating this i don't think there needs to be any kind of bullet points heading into next week's game whatsoever against Mm -mm. uh, jacksonville state but we'll probably have pretty much our own roundtable and kind of discuss on what where this program's at what's moving forward what needs to change what's uh becoming uh problematic in tallahassee and and move on but that's going to be our next episode Uh, as always you can listen to this podcast on itunes YouTube, Google Play, Spotify. If you're on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you'll be notified every time we uh, release a new episode. Um, But you're listening to Hear the Spear, presented by Noel Game Day. I really appreciate everybody listening. Uh, We hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend. Uh, Thank you, guys.